0: Hello my name is Austin
1: and this is Travis
0: and this is trash talk podcast the spinoff podcast for the beer and pretzel podcast a every other week or so spinoff podcast where we talk about movies comic books TV shows and games all while having a drink today is gonna be our first time that Travis and I are apart physically in the same room we recorded this show from the beer and pretzel podcast channel but also when it was on its own channel of trash talk podcast actually getting close to 100 episodes at this point which is kind of crazy to think about and we've always recorded this in person as travis lives 15 minutes away but unfortunately i got covid recently and i thought I never was going to get it we were at the tail end of this in the united states but i got it unfortunately so this is our first time where we be recording a part using discord as a recording so this will be interesting travis we'll see how it goes
1: like, I find it easier, I think, or I have found it easier just to talk to you in person. Yeah. Like, doing this part, it's going to be a bit different, but it should be fine. Yeah. We'll
0: see. Yeah, we'll make it work. So, in this episode, the theme of the week is... Um, we had a couple of different ideas bouncing around a couple of movies where thinking think about watching more BS. I was thinking about doing Sonic 2. I really wanted Travis to get out and watch the movie X, which is what I'm going to be reviewing later in our at the movie section. But unfortunately that left theaters recently, um, and more BS and Sonic. I, because I've been sick recently, I didn't really feel like going out of my way to go watch those movies. Um, so we didn't get to watch anything in theaters. So we've been talking the last couple of months about how excited we were for the Moon Knight show. Uh, Moon Knight, for me, is a character that is kind of like Deadpool for Travis. And maybe, Travis, you can say if you think that's a fairly accurate description of a character, a more niche character that we really love, except at the time we never thought Deadpool was actually going to get its own movie because how niche that character was. And I never thought Moon Knight was going to get his own show but, you know, here we are, two Deadpool movies away, and now a
1: show. Look at that, Travis.
0: It's strange,
1: because, I mean, albeit they weren't the most niche characters, I guess. I mean, Deadpool had a pretty big fan base mm. that I know of. I didn't hear... Like, I had actually known about Deadpool before I became a fan of him. I had no idea who Moon Knight was, so I'd say he's more niche. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, like the fact that they both got their own shows um, is amazing. Or, movies and shows is amazing, and so far from what I've seen, they've both been good. Like they've done at least a certain amount of justice to both the characters.
0: Yeah. And right now we're at the halfway point for moon Knight, and we're going to probably do a series finale wrap up episode in three weeks or so. But right now we're going to be reviewing episode one, two, and three, obviously with spoilers. So check this episode out. If you've seen moon Knight or if you don't care about spoilers, I guess, but As always, we're going to start with real news and fake news. Travis, what are we doing with this section?
1: Real news and fake news. That is where you're going to read off four pieces of news. One of the four is fake. They're all a bit ridiculous, and they all kind of sound fake. And I have to try to guess which one is the actual fake one.
0: All right, and number one, Travis, um, we didn't get to see Morbius the Living Vampire right now, but we are going to have some little bit of Morbius the Living Vampire real news or fake news. Maybe I made it up, maybe I I did not. Uh, Jared Leto, um, actor of Morbius, someone who has been known to dive into the method acting world a little bit. Uh, The Suicide Squad cast members were perplexed and also kind of annoyed by his antics as a Joker, um, sending dead rats to Harley Quinn, uh, sending used condoms to people, doing Joker stuff. I thought it was kind of like if I was an actor, I personally would have thought it was annoying, but that's just me. But this is what he did on Morbius. So he plays a character who is, I don't know if it's, it's not paraplegic, but he cannot use his legs. And I think that's why he, goes and tries to become a vampire or whatever so he can regain the use of his legs. Anyway, while filming Morbius, Jared Leto method act and required using crutches. In the movie, the character uses crutches. But Leto halted production often for roughly 45 minutes when he would have to go use the bathroom as he would have to crutch offset and wouldn't just drop the crutches to go use the bathroom, get back. So 45 minute bathroom breaks, uh, until they eventually came up a compromise where they would get a production assistant to put him in a wheelchair and bring him to the bathroom. Travis does sound believable or what is your opinion on method acting? Does this sound like a good job of getting into the character or an inconvenience to the cast and crew?
1: I mean, i definitely say it's like an inconvenience, but at the same time, like, this is just Jared Leto and how he is, I believe. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know him personally, of course, but from what I've seen of, like, how he works and how he acts, it just seems like easily something he'd do. But also, yeah, terrible inconvenience. I could see them being annoyed with it.
0: <laughs> That's fair. All right, number two, Travis. Have you ever heard of the video game Goat Simulator?
1: Uh, I've heard of Goose. I've never heard of Goat Simulator.
0: So it's roughly the same thing, except Goat Simulator is a game you can get for Xbox and other games, uh, game systems. But you play as a goat, and you just run around a city as like a full-on force of destruction, just breaking as much shit as you can. And he can't die. He gets hit by a truck. He just bounces off. He's, like, made out of rubber. But it's just a game where you go around just destroying as much stuff as you can and just knocking people over. It's like Grand Theft Auto, but you're a goat, and you're not uh, held down by the laws of physics. But apparently Steve O., who's one of the members of Jackass, I've actually watched those movies, but he's going to be directing a goat simulator, the musical motion picture.
1: Uh, What do you think about that? I saw how cats went, right? (laughs) Yeah. Do we need any more furry-esque? I guess this one's going to be an actual goat, but I'm assuming it's going to have at least be voiced by a human. But do we need CGI freaking goat freaking... I don't even know.
0: You're not not a fan of uh, goat running around smashing
1: stuff while singing a song? No, I'm... I'm sure it's a good concept but it's like if it's actual motion picture it's either gonna be like cats where it's CGI sure or if it's an actual musical it's gonna be a human in some sort of weird goat costume I presume yeah um and I just it's is it necessary I mean no are we at a point where the pinnacle of film is watching a goat destroy stuff when you can literally go play the game and it's probably much more fun and much more entertaining yeah for, like portray because then you can you can control the goat and destroy whatever you want the same thing with like the goose one you can attack or destroy or whatever whatever you feel like doing this you have to watch somebody playing the game itself i guess as a musical which I don't understand because I don't think the game has anything to do with music.
0: And it does not also like kind of like what you're saying, watching someone else play it. Definitely the least appealing part of video games is watching other pl- people play video games. So do you really want to watch Hollywood play a video game except this time the goat sings for some reason, you know? Yeah. Uh, number right. three, let's go on to the next part. Uh, Harley Quinn's kite man is reportedly getting his own spin off Uh, anime superhero series on HBO Max
1: what would it be about I guess guess he's like doing villain stuff or anti-hero stuff
0: yeah I guess so I guess more shenanigans
1: like what happens in the Harley Quinn show but the problem is like the whole thing that makes him work in the show is that he's useless (laughs) they they find uses for him but at the end of the day a lot of the stuff that they find uses for him could have been done without him Mm. he's just more convenient yeah so actually like i guess i could understand if it's just an entire show about like the whatever they are the most useless or what people see as the most useless like super villains or super anti-heroes whatever they are because i think there's a few of them there's like catcher there's a condiment man there's polka dot man but he's actually badass just no one everyone thinks he's useless because of the name
0: that would be interesting like Um, a justice league but of like useless fucking
1: characters yeah exactly Like, if it's something like that, I could understand. But if it's literally just Kite Man doing Kite Man things, Mm. I'm not interested.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. I really like him in the show. He's hilarious. But he's like, you know, it's one of those characters that they're funny as a side character, you know?
1: Yeah, they work better as a side character.
0: Uh, Number four, Hollywood doing traditional Hollywood things. I don't know, Travis, maybe you're excited for this, but I'm not, really. So, they have greenlit, I don't know actually what studio, I'll have to look into it, uh, but a movie is going to be made about Play-Doh. Like, what about it? It's a Play-Doh the movie.
1: Is it just going to be, uh, what is that, like Wallace and Gromit, where it's like stop motion, and it's like, they make Play-Doh figures and make them do Play-Doh things? Maybe, I guess, I, really hope I don't not. know.
0: I feel it's like, be- if
1: you just have... If you just made a movie about kids playing with Play-Doh, that'd be kind of stupid. Yeah. Well, no, that'd definitely be stupid.
0: Yeah, it's probably be kind of like the Emoji Movie and, like, the fucking bobblehead movie and stuff. It's just, like, more play, more toy things come into life when you can just, you know, watch Toy Story instead.
1: Yeah. No. The Lego Movie works. Toy Story works. Emoji Movie. Whatever the, like, ugly dolls. Oh, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, Uh, I mean, I guess Trolls kind of worked for some people. Your sister liked it, but I'm not a huge fan. (laughs) Um, But like, it, it's just it was kids toys or at least kids toys when we were younger. Most of them, I mean, some of them are still big today. Legos are still pretty big, Mm. but a lot of stuff. And they're just trying to make it more relevant by making movies about it, because I guess. Yeah, if you look at it after the Lego movie, I'm sure sales in Lego went up. Because a bunch of people fell in love with Lego again. But I don't think anyone went out and bought ugly dolls. I don't even know if they still make those freaking things.
0: I haven't seen those in ages. I remember when I was younger, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, they were super popular. Every toy store had, like, a whole box full of ugly dolls. But I haven't seen those things in forever.
1: Yeah. And the, the same thing with, like, Play-Doh. I mean, I, I know it's still around. I know it still exists. But I haven't seen anyone actually physically buy it or use it.
0: And, like, it's like the... At least ugly dolls, they're, like, they got, like, their own charm. They're humanoid-looking things. Like, I I can see them making a movie off it, but, like, the movie looks like trash anyway. It doesn't matter, though. Play-Doh is just Play-Doh, you know? Like, where's the movie coming from?
1: I mean, you can create what—it's like a Lego. You can create whatever you want out of it, but at the same time, it's not— like it has no human characteristics. Like in the Lego movie, they had Lego human figures, something that you could relate to. Mm. Plato is just a ball of mass. I can't really relate to a ball of mass.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, Travis. Well, the question is, which one's a fake piece of news, and why?
1: Uh, list them off again, real quick.
0: So, Plato the movie's a thing. Apparently, uh, Kite Man is getting his own animated series on HBO Max at some point in the future uh goat simulator the musical movie and jared leto held up production often for 45 minute pee breaks just because he want to walk around in crutches
1: i'm gonna go with goat simulator a musical movie motion picture whatever it is i'm gonna go with that just because i don't want it to happen <laughs> yeah no that's fair so you would rather see a play-doh movie though no 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 i don't want to see play-doh but i'm <laughs> I could stand that being in existence, even mm. though I'm not going to watch it. Then rather than knowing that a video game about a goat destroying stuff got made into a musical movie, yeah, which would just be cats and would be horrible.
0: That's fair. All right, Travis, the real news, or I guess in this case, the fake piece of news of this week is indeed the goat simulator movie. You're on a roll. Travis That's two weeks in a row for you.
1: Oh, not bad. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was last time. It's been so long since we've done this. Yeah,
0: neither do I. I just remember you were right last time.
1: But okay. there you go. Nice. <laughs> okay. Well, like I'm glad my my willingness for this not to happen. But now that we've said this, now we've put this idea out there, Austin, Ugh. it's going to come. I know. It's going to become a thing.
0: I know. You put enough we're bad ideas, ideas out there, it's going to come around and bite
1: us nas. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, if it does Wait, happen, it so means have... we could sue them. Yeah, I'm curious. Is Goat Simulator an actual thing? Yeah, Goat Simulator is an actual video game. Okay, because I've never, like I said, I've heard of the goose one. I've never heard of Goat.
0: Yeah, the goose one is just like you're like up to some shenanigans. You're like grabbing people's stuff out of their pockets and like run around as a goose and like making things a in mild inconvenience for people. It's like a realistic goose simulator game. And this is just like you're fucking Superman, but you're a goat
1: okay yeah and you can actually like destroy whole buildings and stuff okay yeah you
0: can yeah there's not really any structure to it i played it like when it was on the xbox game pass i played it for like 15 minutes and i'm like if this is all it is i got better things i could do in my life
1: yeah play elden ring till you hell yeah throw your controller through your computer exactly your yeah TV. exactly yeah <laughs> Um, all right,
0: so before we get into our main topic of the week, I want to announce uh, the last segments of the show. At the end of the episode, Travis and I are going to be giving four uh, movies or TV shows we've been watching recently that aren't the main theme of the episode that are pretty good. And um, also, we're going to have a section where we're going to be talking about three different topics that's been going on recently. I wanted to discuss with Travis the uh, Joker deleted scene that was – a release for people to check out from the Batman movie that they didn't put in the final product. So we're going to talk about if we liked it or we didn't. And also we going to briefly discuss uh, Bruce Willis and his uh, his uh, mental condition that has now forced him to retire. And also we're briefly going to discuss it, but this is more relevant a couple of weeks ago, but the Will Smith slap on Chris Rock, but everyone's discussed it already to death. So we're probably going to briefly talk about that. But we do have some things after being topic of the week. But with that said, let's jump into Moon Knight on Disney Plus. So three episodes out already, and while this is not getting the TV MA mature audiences that uh, you know a lot of hardcore Moon Knight fans would have want, something like around the lines of uh, Netflix's Daredevil, or I guess now it's Disney's Daredevil. This technically is a higher rating in that it's TV. 16 opposed to the most marvel stuff that's like 14 or 13 or whatever so it's like the next step below ma but i guess that is our first discussion point travis is does this show feel in your opinion that it is more brutal or violent or deserving of the tv 16 rating than the other shows or movies yes or no
1: What's the what's the new Civil War show or not Civil War the Captain America show?
0: Uh, uh Captain Falcon. Yeah, Falcon, Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah,
1: is that sixteen as well? It was
0: sixteen. And then recently, Marvel took out some things to bring it back down to
1: fourteen. Okay, because I know with that one, like this feels like worse. Like this feels more. Mm. uh Like, it should have a higher rating than that show, just in general. Like, like just the the action sequences, the fight sequences. It does... uh, The one that I can remember is that the car chase scene, where they're going down the mountain. And there was, like, one scene where the guy's... I think he's, like, shot, and he's, like, in the back of the cupcake van, just dead. Yeah. I don't remember seeing anything like that in the the Falcon Winter Soldier show. So... I don't like. I definitely wouldn't give this a mature rating, but it definitely should have a higher rating than the Cap, the uh, Winter Soldier one.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so I guess that is a good discussion point. Let's talk about. Um, I don't know. Where do you want to begin on Moon Knight, or otherwise known as the Stephen Grant show? In my opinion.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's kind of sad that we've really only met one of his uh one of his aliases or one of his uh personalities. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunate. Because I honestly like the mercenary one's good. The the taxi driver's one's my favorite out of his personalities. Mm. Apparently, but, uh, um, some people are theorizing
0: online that Jake Lockley, the taxi driver one, is the one who is killing people in the third episode. The one uh, I haven't
1: actually seen the third episode, so I I don't know about that. Travis, you should have watched it then. God damn it! I forgot it came out.
0: That's the whole point of waiting until now. Oh, God damn it. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you might uh, see some hints of Jake Lockley, even though they're not very obviously stated. But, yeah, I guess Uh, let's talk about uh, Stephen. The main two aliases of the Moon Knight in this show are Stephen Grant, which is he's like a British – like, uh, he's like a
1: gift shop worker at a museum. Which – Okay, so this confused me. I always thought Stephen Grant was rich in the comics. I
0: believe he is. I I know one of his aliases is, and the ones we've seen so far are definitely not that, so I think it is supposed to be this one is the rich one, because one is supposed to be like a Bruce Wayne, like, playboy rich guy.
1: Yeah, the ones like that, one's, I believe, homeless or borderline homeless, and then the other one's a mercenary from what I believe. Yeah. It's been a while since I've read Any Moon Knight, so I can't say for sure, but that's what I remember.
0: Yeah, that's pretty accurate. The Jake Lockley character is the kind of like homeless one, the one who drives around in the cab, and he kind of listens to people who go into his cab and whatnot, but we have even seen that character. It's only Stephen Grant and Mark Spector. Mark Spector, it's kind of interesting because in this show, we're introduced, we're supposed to like the character Stephen Grant, who's kind of our main character. What is interesting about it is that Stephen Grant, the main character of the show, they present him like he's the main body of this personality. Mark Spector is like the alternate personality. But if you know enough about Moon Knight, or maybe if you're able to guess it from the show, Steven Grant is his side role, even though apparently he's been in control for a little bit. But Mark Spector is the Moon Knight, and that's his like main body.
1: I'm getting the feeling they did this solely for... TV purposes to give you a hero mm. because Mark Spector's never going to be the hero character. He's always going to be a mercenary. Yep. So I get the feeling that's why they did this. But you are right. I I have noticed that that Mark Spector and they even kind of like imply that with showing you that he has a wife. So mm. like anyone that has a wife that ha- like has been in control of the body long enough to get married, that would generally be your main character. For sure. Or your main uh personality, I guess
0: and yeah that's an interesting point that it definitely makes sense as Stephen Grant be the main role that people follow as he's the more likable one as he's not the one that's going around uh, killing people and that's kind of a major theme of the second episode but you haven't seen it apparently yet but the third episode they kind of dive in a lot about uh mark specter being a mercenary and killing people and whatnot um so i guess let's talk about the main character which is technically Stephen grant sort of at least in the beginning of the show so what's your opinion on him do you like him do you find him annoying or what's the deal with him
1: um i guess because as i said what i remember he was always the rich playboy he was the one who who was able to afford all the gadgetry. Yeah. Cause he just had a crap load of money from doing whatever the hell he did. They never really mentioned. I could see why they didn't go with that version because then it would kind of basically just be Batman again. Mm, yeah. That's why I think they
0: changed it.
1: But at the same time, like that's the one that anyone who's ever read the comics, people who care about Moon Knight. know that's mm. what we want to see. We want to see rip off Batman <laughs> <laughs> with split personality. Yeah.
0: And they kind um, of changed that also because Stephen Grant is able to fund his, like, the moon uh, copter, or the moon uh, plane, and, like, you know, all his gadgets and everything like that. in his suit. rip-off Batman stuff. Yeah. And in this, they change it, not only the character, but they change the reason why he's able to have the costume in that the costume is kind of, it's kind of like a Power Ranger
1: thing, like, a little bit, which I don't mind. Like, hmm. I'm okay with the fact that the costume, like, basically is like a... It's part of him, like, sort of? Well, it's basically like the god itself, like a a piece of the god is like in him, and it just wraps around him to be like a protective shield. I'm okay with that. Hmm. But, like, and then it kind of gives an excuse, because he always wears white, to have, like, the the really badass white, like, almost half tuxedo thing and then also have the the full like traditional like i don't even know if it's traditional but the more the more badass like moon knight original costume
0: yeah and i agree with you it's a nice convenient way to get around a lot of questions with it like i'm sure it takes realistically it'll probably take a half hour to get into some of those outfits but besides that it. it gets rid of the need to have someone that can fund the moon Knight costume if he can just kind of turn into it it kind of makes it also so that he's more connected to the moon god um because it's kind of he's his living avatar he's not just a guy with a suit he can just kind of transform into sort of so while it's very different than the comics that I'm used to I think it's a pretty for a changes go it's a pretty creative change
1: yeah it's c- creative and convenient so I don't I don't really mind it at all
0: yeah, definitely, and uh, it's kind of funny, um, Oscar w- Isaac, um, who plays uh, Moon Knight in this, if you watch some of, like, they released a couple, like, Moon Knight um, featurettes where he's watching the trailer before the show comes out, he and Ethan Hawke, who plays the bad guy in this, um, and they're watching, and they kind of, like, react to it, sometimes, you know. They did it with Deadpool and stuff, but it's funny if you watch it. Like he makes fun of his British accent in the show, uh, when it comes up in the trailer, he just kind of like riffs on the fact that he's doing a British accent, and whatnot. Do you? Is feel... he not
1: a British actor? No. Oh, he's American. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if he's American, but he's not British. Um. Okay. But I, I do feel like the accent that he has. They kind of give him a very stereotypical British accent. He says a lot of stereotypical British things. But I think that because his character is like a made-up personality, I think that's kind of done on purpose that he's not supposed to be a super authentic British person.
1: Yeah, and I mean, at least from what I've seen, when the uh, she meets Mark Spector's wife, like she even makes a reference to the fact that it's kind of like a bad British accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, what are you so, doing? Like, Why are you talking like that? Yeah. Exactly. So I, I don't mind that at all. I, I actually like his accent because mm-hmm. it, it feels fake, but it's like a funny kind of fake.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what do you, speaking of suits, what do you think about the two Moon Knight suits that we've seen so far? Uh, the classic Moon Knight suit, but also the uh, Mr. Knight uh, outfit that we've seen in the more recent Moon Knight comics that it looks like they're attributed to the Stephen Grant character
1: i don't mind him my biggest thing is this same going into what i said earlier where because he's ripped off batman he always had like the belt that was full of gadgets smoke mm. bombs or whatever in this one he can only use his like moonerangs i guess and they just pop out of like that thing in his chest that somehow makes magical moon- moonerangs yeah um but that's the only weapon he can use like he doesn't have like his grappling gun. He doesn't have any of his cool gadgets because he
0: doesn't have the it's... he sometimes has like spiked knuckles, which I don't think we're ever going to see, unfortunately, on a Disney show. But
1: yeah, spiked knuckles. I think he had like uh, one of those weird like staffs that you can pull apart and it's like a chain mm-hmm. or something or maybe nunchucks. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I know one of them had a really cool weapon. Yeah. Or well, maybe it's just a staff. It
0: could yeah, just I think it's a like staff. a
1: bow staff that kind of like folds yeah. out he uses okay so yeah that's what it was he yeah, just yeah, like, any of oh he just has the moonerangs which mm. you know albeit they're cool and they're gold which I didn't understand mm. but yeah I just I don't know I want to see more of just going into so I just want to see him be like a, the, the playboy badass that has a bunch of gadgets and stuff and cool cars and no I get that
0: I definitely get that um like I didn't necessarily need to see the moon copter, even though that would be really cool. But I definitely wanted to see him use more gadgets stuff instead of just throwing his moon rings or whatever they're called around. I would definitely like to see more. Uh, the I guess it makes more sense with the Mister Knight outfit that he doesn't really have much because he doesn't really because he's just wearing a suit. But he does like kind of pull out two like uh, little mini bow staffs and he uses those. Uh, they're kind of like nunchucks, kind of, that he uses on, uh, like, a jackal thing. So, that's They're actually, cool.
1: like, batons. Oh, were they? Like the, the, yeah, the the British-style, like, police batons, but, like...
0: Oh, okay, that's what they are. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, I guess, uh, before we go further, what is the one thing that you like the most about this show so far, Travis?
1: Um, I don't know who the voice actor is, but I really like the guy who's voice acting the the god, the Egyptian god mm. character. He sounds, like, very menacing and very awesome. Yeah.
0: I like also uh, the design of it. It's taking inspiration from the Warren Ellis comic run, but I just like that idea of, like, the huge, like, crow, like, skeleton head.
1: Yeah. No, it, does, it looks very menacing, especially when they do those, like, kind of jump cut scenes where he's, like, mm. in the hallway and, like, it starts coming after him slowly. Yeah. It does look very menacing and very cool. When you actually like when I see like it full body like it's almost light out and you just see what it looks like it's not that intimidating but when it's actually like dark and a bit grew a bit like uh, was it gritty it looks really good
0: um yeah my favorite part of the show so far is when it experienced more with the horror aspect of it which unfortunately if you watch the third episode um. It, they kind of really dish that. They've kind of given up on doing any more with the horror
1: aspect. I think they kind of go back to action, it, action adventure kind of thing.
0: Yeah. It kind of goes into Indiana Jones, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Uh, they also kind of give up on that in the second episode but well, the first episode. I really like when he's like going down like the creepy elevator. He's going down the basement in the Egyptian God of the moon. He has a name. It's like, but I'm not going to even try to pronounce it. I'm going to just call him Egyptian moon god. Um, he's going down the hallway very quick. He can't activate the elevator. It's like straight out of a horror movie. It's really good. There's also another scene where he's in like a um, a storage locker warehouse. And the lights are flickering. And the god once again is chasing after him. And it makes the show look a little bit different. And then after that, they kind of ditch that. And I'm fine with going the action-adventure route. But I kind of wish Marvel would make... Their shows and movies, like stylized, look a little bit different. Cause I'm, I'm like, at, on my TV when I look at, it, super crisp. Uh, image quality is great, but there's nothing stylized that really looks different. If you told me like they hired one cinematographer and this man has been shooting every single Marvel movie or TV show since beginning, even though realistically that probably wouldn't be possible. I would believe you, cause. All these for the most part kind of look the same, in my opinion. So that's I guess my I'll say, of...
1: Yeah. They're I'll say they either go two ways. They're either what is it? Like Captain America Winter Soldier, where they're a little bit gray and a bit more serious, mm. or they're Guardians of the Galaxy where everything is really v- uh bright and vibrant. Sure. And funny. Yeah. Um, because like Loki, I'll say is more like the Guardians of the Galaxy as in the first half of WandaVision, similar way. Like Captain uh the Win- Falcon Winter Soldier, that was basically Captain America. And this, even though as you're right, it started out as a horror movie, so it started out even darker and really gritty, it's now gone to being kind of like the generic Marvel Grey where it's Captain America Winters uh Civil War. Yeah, no, I get period.
0: that. Um so we talked about things our major thing that we really liked. You like the voice actor and did I say what I really liked or did I just complain? I think I just complained. Um, no, you
1: said you liked how the moon god, how it starts off as, like, horror-based, oh, like, moon god chasing him around. And oh, stuff. definitely.
0: Yeah, I really like that. I like, like you said, the voice actor for him. Um, I like the idea of—I need to bring up the character's name. It might be Andrew or Ethan or something, but— Um, The villain, I like the idea of his character in that it's the opposite of the moon god. While the moon god, he uses the avatar of the moon knight to punish those who've already done bad stuff like any other superhero. I like the idea of this Anubis, I believe, uh, god, the crocodile god they worship this God because she punishes those who will commit crimes in the future, which kind of sounds messed up. And it's very similar to the premise of the movie minority report. Um, but then you look at this, like kind of like cult lifestyle and they seem to be all very happy. They don't, there's not, there's no crime going on. Everyone's growing their vegetables. Everyone seems to be happy, but they're kind of living a, uh, Kind of, a, kind of a warped reality. And I kind of like the idea of them. I'm not sure if they're the most interesting bad guys ever, for sure, but I like the idea, that it's kind of interesting.
1: I'll, I'll agree with you. I, or I do have one downfall with the bad guy, and that's the fact that he originally, like they took put into a story that he originally was the Moon Knight. He originally was yep. um, the, the vessel... The, uh, what the, avatar. the Avatar for the Moon God. I was annoyed with that because I just want him to be his own thing. Sure. Like, he's got a pretty decent premise. And honestly, as you're right, as you said, like, the idea is solid. They, they've worshipped the Crocodile God. um, And, like, it is a warped reality because in the very first time we meet them, they kill off this, what was she, like, 80-something-year-old lady because the, the crocodile goddess told them to, even though she's 80 years old, and she probably won't cr- commit any sort of crime for the rest of her life. Mm. Or at least any major crime, because, you know, it'd be hard for an old person to go rob a bank, or, I mean, I guess she could kill somebody, but like, it could be, be hard for, Yeah, she's not going to do a whole crap load of damage, because at that, at that point in her time, but because she's going to do any sort of, like crime related thing in her life uh past the point she was already at they had to kill her off yep so it's a warped reality but a lot of them just accept it because it's that whole thing you you live in this warped reality but you're happy and you're content and as long as you know you're not going to commit any crimes and you keep on that straight and narrow path you won't get killed off yep
0: yeah so it's definitely so, interesting um but kind of be cool to have more of like Like, the Moon Knight kind of traditional, like, he's either going up against a werewolf or a dude with, like, his head, like, his face has been, like, skinned off. Uh, I think he's the Clock King. No, that's someone else. Um, Like, he usually faces some villains that can fight him because they have some kind of exoskeleton or they have their own suit, like, the Black Spectre character. Um, or they're just like a werewolf or whatever. Um, this guy, he's just, he's just like a normal dude. He can kill people, which is kind of cool, I guess, but he's just a dude with like long hair.
1: You can also summon those dog creatures, which I you guess can. are kind of like the werewolves you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the major negatives we have in the show. I'll start. Um, the CGI sometimes is annoyingly bad. Um, I like the Moon Knight suit and, um, this when they had to use CGI with it, like for the eyes or when he's gliding or whatever, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, but I don't know. in my opinion, when the jackals show up, like it's very noticeably, like I don't know, they didn't put their best guys, the best Marvel team, together to put them on. And yeah, when you see like the castle in the background in the first episode, when he's like in some European country, um, oh, and he's waving at the guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, is that really the best you guys can do? This is Marvel. You guys have a shit ton of money. This looks like I don't know CW level budget for CGI. Even their CGI isn't horrible. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I'm just. Like, all I want to do is compare this to, like, even just the TV shows they've made. And, like, just in comparison to Loki, which uses a crap mm. load of CGI, it's this is noticeably better. worse.
0: Yeah. The Loki, I, I totally forgot about that. That's a good comparison because it uses way more CGI because he's on different alien planets and whatnot. And it's way better. It's way better. Yeah. It's not even close. And it uses way more CGI. How does that happen?
1: I, I don't know, but it, 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 I'll agree that it, it's very annoying.
0: Yeah, and, like, I think in five years, if you rewatch this, the CGI is going to look like shit in five years.
1: Oh, absolutely, especially when we have, like, even higher-definition TVs and crap that yeah. make you feel like you're actually in the movie. Yeah, no, the CGI will look absolute crap. Yeah. Um, As I, I kind of already mentioned, one of my big downfalls is the fact that Mark Spector, not Mark Spector, uh, the main character there, Stephen Grant, isn't, he's not your rich playboy that you want him to be. He's just a random guy who doesn't have any personality to him. I don't, I don't (laughs) understand it.
0: (laughs) Apparently he has enough personality. Like, do you see that he was supposed to go on a date earlier in the show and he was going to go with some fine woman? Oh my God. She was beautiful. I don't know how
1: he's able to pull that off. Well, no, that's the thing. It wasn't him. It was either Mark or probably more likely it was the taxi driver. Ah, uh, you're right. Because he his doesn't body.
0: remember. He does not remember going asking her yeah. out.
1: Exactly. And I'm assuming probably, I'm going to guess it was Mark. And he just felt bad for his counterpart that the guy couldn't land a date with anybody <laughs> and ask this girl out for him. Yeah. Which is respectable. But, like, then at the same time, like, you get to him and he's just what is it, like a block of wood, a stick. He's got (laughs) nothing going for him. Like, at least the rich playboy, yeah, they're generally dickheads, but they have personality. Sure. They're not... I've seen this, I mean, as you know, I've watched a few anime. Mm -hmm. I've just seen this so many times where the main protagonist is just... just there. Yep. They exist in the world, but they have nothing for them and nothing going on. And it's everything that happens around them that makes... Their life's interesting.
0: Sure. You know, that's funny you say that because I was going to mention something similar that you watch way more anime than me, but you brought this up. I watch way less than you. I notice it. There's a couple of shows I've watched animes way less than you once again. that That's a major problem I have with a show. And some of the shows I keep watching. Some of them I don't maybe because of that reason. Uh, a show I kept watching even though I had this issue was uh, Black Lagoon, Blue Lagoon.
1: Uh, Black okay. Lagoon. Uh, so you don't. I I will admit, Black Lagoon is one you don't watch for the main character. You yeah. have to watch it for the side characters because they're far better. Yeah. But it is an annoying point to br- like that that he has nothing. Yeah. He can't do anything. And this that's an annoying thing that happens with some anime, not all.
0: Some that the main character, uh, Tokyo Ghoul, is another one at the very beginning. At the very beginning of Attack and Titans, a little bit like that. In that the main character is pretty useless. I don't know why it's such a trope that they're like freaking useless they're nerdy they can't get girls They're just, but just besides that they're just useless and then the characters around them are super badass and cool like the girl from Black Lagoon is badass um, but the main character themselves sometimes they have an arc and they get cooler over time like uh, Aaron from Attack and Titan but I don't know why it's a trope that they start as such weak characters and sometimes they evolve and then sometimes they don't and yeah. it's like this guy here
1: yeah, I mean, maybe he will evolve, and maybe he'll become the the Playboy ripoff Batman. But like at this moment in time, I just I feel nothing for him. Even when he's scared and frightened, I'm am just like, kill him off already. I don't care about <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, just give me Mark Spector or the the taxi driver, one of my characters I actually care about.
0: Well, then you're definitely gonna like uh, episode three, Travis, because that episode is like ninety percent Mark Spector.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, because at the end of episode two, he was he had taken over the body.
0: Yeah. But, you no, know, you're right. He's definitely uh, he's always coward in and he's pretty pathetic. And I don't know. And
1: also, or so one of the things with that I can get behind with anime, even though the main character is useless, you do still have enough side characters around yes. them that I can still hang on to the show because I'm watching it for the side characters. Yes, definitely. This one, the only side character is his wife who doesn't. Do a whole lot of much no. even though she's much more badass and much more confident than he is like they just don't show her enough so i can't get attached enough to the wife to be like okay i still want to keep watching because you know side characters
0: exactly no you're right uh a lot of these enemies have great side characters that you attach yourself to because just because how cool they are um but this because it's like almost always focus on this character is not really that side character his uh, ex-wife yeah. comes in and she's okay she's shown more in episode 3 but i'm i don't think she's their strongest character like i like she's more competent than steven grant but she's nowhere near as cool as mark uh specter it's not just cuz she's a girl whatever she's just there's other girl characters in the MCU that are written way better just you'll see in episode 3 she's she's kind of whiny not interesting uh, I don't think the best actress in the world, but yeah, there's not that side character to kind of latch on to with this The side yeah. character that you would latch on to is Mark Spector technically, but he's not, at least in the first two episodes, he's not in it enough for that. And he's supposed to be the main character also.
1: Yeah. It's like two main characters so far.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So uh, definitely it'll be interesting to have more side characters. I guess the villain because they got a high-profile actor, Ethan Hawke, to play him. I guess he's technically a side character, even though he's antagonist.
1: I mean, kind of. Which mm. I I do like. I like him as an actor, but at the same time, if you look at his character, he's not all that interesting because he's mm. basically he's not strong. He's somewhat disabled, and his biggest thing is that he summons his pets to do his bidding for him. Yep. Exactly. Like, he can't physically fight all that well. So, yeah, his dialogue's good, but at the same time, he's not in any of the action sequences. It's the really bad CGI jackals, that's <laughs> what they're called.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, that's definitely an issue so I, I have. He's yeah. a good actor. I can't get attached to
1: yeah. any of the side characters in this, or mm. antagonist antagonists, whatever. I just, I can't. I can't get attached to anyone so far. Maybe I'll get attached to Mark Spector when he finally shows up in episode three. Yeah. But... And, uh, we
0: still have three more episodes to go, but I guess, um, because we're going to be talking about this show more once it wraps up, I guess let's wrap up our Moon Knight, uh, review the first three episodes, or for you the first two episodes, uh, so obviously we're not going to review it because the show is not done yet, uh, but let's talk about where it's at and where it's going, where we want to see it going, and I guess, uh, things that we'll be happy with if it just keeps going, doing the thing that it's doing, so, um, I'll be happy if they keep showing the moon god at the rate they're showing him because he's in a decent amount. He's not just – he doesn't show up just for five seconds at the end of an episode to give exposition Sorry. And dips out. What?
1: I take something back. The moon God's the only side character I can get attached to because he's actually cool and that's interesting.
0: True. Yeah, that's true. No, he is a side character. Um, He's probably not in it enough – for us but he's definitely the most interesting one and he's got a cool voice I think he's in it
1: more than the ex-wife so
0: uh, that's also true yeah um, but I love how he's just like he shows up randomly in the background
1: even his voice just like his voice showing up and just trying to talk and being like oh yeah you're the useless one <laughs> <laughs> when, when uh, uh, whatever his name Grant takes over the body it's just yeah. like just that dialogue I mean he's far better than anybody else so far
0: no, yes, true. I love like when he's roasting him because he's just he just calls him like a pathetic worm, and uh, the useless one, like you said. Um, yeah, he's definitely the most yeah. interesting side character by far.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I definitely I would, I would want to see as much, if not more, of him. I would. I really I liked where they were going with the horror side of it in the very first episode. I would love to see more of that. Mm. I don't want another Falcon Winter Soldier or another. Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, definitely. I want it to be its own show. So just give me more of the horror aspects. Make the villains scarier somehow. I don't know how, but make them mm-hmm. scarier. And just, I don't give me give me some more emotions, more
0: fear. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. But I'm also fine with it going – in. it's not going to go into this. I'm letting my hopes up. I'd like to see it go more into the Moon Knight weirdness because often with his comics, yeah, they're dark. Sometimes they're kind of spooky and scary. But oftentimes they're just weird. There's times where he's, like, going on a trip his moon god's bringing him through like a spectral plane. It's just like he's going through outer space. There's one really great, I think Jeff Lemire writes it, where he's like flown through space with his friends and he has to go to this like uh floating pyramid surrounded by uh the sky and stars around him, but everything's like really colorful and stuff, and he's going on this trip through this pyramid as all these like giant jackals that look way cooler and better uh, or attacking him but just like going into more trippy aspects or having him get locked up in an insane asylum or something like that i like them to dive more into that not going down the path of i'm okay if they go down the path of like action adventure, indian jones i don't want them to go like you said into spy espionage captain america falcon winter soldier uh
1: show kind of thing like just straight-up action, punching people in the face. Yeah. I mean, I get that's I get that's Mark Spector's bit, but as you said, there's so many cool aspects between horror and just weirdness. Mm. And even, like, just dark, dark, like, dark comedy in a way. Sure. Um, To Moon Knight, that just works for his character that I know doesn't work for Disney because, you know, family-friendly. Bull mm. uh, crap. But yeah, I just wish, I, I agree with that. I just wish they'd go more into the Moon Knight side. Of Moon Knight. Yeah, for sure.
0: And also, uh, what was I going to say? Something that I'm... Also, it's not a huge disappointment, but, you know, he's not in the... Especially, uh, I know you only see the first two episodes, but it doesn't really change that much in Episode 3. He's not in the Moon Knight outfit, either of them, for very long, screen time-wise. But
1: Tia's the thing, he doesn't at least from what I've seen, he doesn't do anything that warrants the Moon Knight outfit. Mm. He doesn't really fight that many people. It sounds like third episode's more Indiana Jones than actually, like, paddling it out with, like, bad CGI jackals. Yeah. That's the only time he's really had a need for the suit was when the jackals appeared.
0: No, that's fair. Mm. That's fair if I raise you one question, though, in that, sure, the main Moon Knight outfit, very distracting. uh, He probably shouldn't wear that much. And in the third episode, he goes from fighting in that, and he goes into a car, and he's immediately back into his normal street clothes. Okay, I get that. But in the recent Warren Ellis run of Moon Knight, when he is Mr. Knight, he wears that Mr. Knight outfit a lot, because it's just a suit. And he goes out to, like, investigate crime scenes. He does detective work. He goes interrogating people. At one point, he has a therapist. He goes to the therapist in the Moon Knight, or the Mr. Knight outfit. They can use that one more.
1: They could, but he hasn't done anything like that. He hasn't done any investigation. He mm. hasn't done any therapy except for that one scene. But again, at that point, he was just in a work therapy session. Um, And you're not going to wear your suit to like your actual day job, your undercover job. Yeah. Even though I don't think it was supposed to be undercover. Anyway, like you wouldn't do that. So as I said, currently they've got to the point where they've only shown, at least from what I've seen, four or five scenes, maybe a couple more now that they've got a third episode. Where he could actually use the suit, either of the suits, and then be useful.
0: Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. But um, overall, um, where are things at? Um, what do you think in the show overall? Where it's at
1: currently? <sighs> I'm disappointed. Yeah, yeah, me um, too. I, will, I, will, I really like. I hope it ends on a good note, but like, so I hope it ends somewhere where in the future they could take it to a new level. If they want to make a movie or let another platform like maybe Hulu or something make an actual like rated R show about Moon Knight. Like, if, if they want to do that, that's fine. But like, I don't think for the the run of this show, I'm going to get any serious Moon Knight a fix like a Moon mm, Knight
0: fix. No, I get that completely. Um, you know what? As a Moon Knight fan, I'm just happy that the show is here. Got to appreciate that it's actually here. And like, even though I knew Disney was never going to give it the rated R TV mature audiences that deserves. I'm glad it's here. But on the other hand, when I was watching the third episode last night, I was like, I'm happy this is here. And the fight scenes when these Moon Knight are pretty cool, and whatnot, but like, you know, Again, for the rest of it, I think it may- maybe it wasn't just cause I wasn't looking at an objective eye of like how I would see it normally if I didn't know Moon Knight, maybe I was just cause I know Moon Knight or maybe not, but I was like, I don't know. It's kind of a slog to get through sometimes. And I don't know. I was kind of disappointed last night, but I was also a little drunk at 2 a.m. I was just a little depressed.
1: Also, that part of it is, again, we've seen all this before. If you look at it, we haven't seen the horror part much. I mean, we saw it a little bit with, like, uh, the new Spider-Man because mm. they went into the multiverse. and a little bit with Loki, I guess. But we haven't seen any of the horror as- like side of the Marvel Universe at all. Yeah. All we've seen, as I said, is the gray... Captain America, big fight scenes, everyone's very serious. Um, Or we've seen, like I said, the, uh, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, light, funny, but also some pretty cool action. Yeah. Um, but very bright and vibrant. Like, we've seen those two. And even including the TV shows, like, that's really all we've seen. Like, Loki and WandaVision were, more like, um, Guardians were more like Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America Winter Soldier, and so far this, or not Captain America Winter Soldier, sorry. Falcon Winter Soldier and this show have just been the Civil War, the gray, kind of basic yeah. Uh, Marvel. Yeah. I, and... I just, I'm, I I like, we've just seen it so many times. I'm actually getting bored of it at this point. I, I love the character. I just, I want his own thing. I want him to do his own stuff.
0: Yeah. I couldn't have said that better myself, Travis. Just, you see it so many times. We see all these shows. You know, they're pretty good. You see all the movies are all pretty good. But, like, you see them so many times and you get sick of it when they don't try something different. Sure, uh, some of the other studios, when they take control of a character, Sony, Fox, whatever, uh, sometimes they put out some kind of crappy movies sometimes. But sometimes they give a movie to a director that has a different stylization and look to it. Um, In the X-Men movies, uh, half of them are crap, half of them are good. But even some of the crappy ones, or especially some of the good ones, when they have a different director in charge of it, they look specifically different than other movies that are even good, but done by a different director. And all these Marvel movies yeah. and shows, if they're good or not, doesn't matter. They all look kind of the same.
1: Yeah, they fall in, in my opinion, they all funnel into one of those two categories. Yeah. Light-hearted, uh, comedical, good action sequences, or dark, dull, gray, basic. If they fall into one of those two, there's, they just, there's no change. There's no, there's nothing that makes me want to keep coming back to watch more. Sure. Besides the characters themselves. Like, I I want to see more of the characters because I love the characters. But other than that, there's nothing that makes me want to revisit the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely coming back for the, the characters for sure. And you know, the writing sometimes pretty good. Sometimes it's not, but generally it's pretty good. But like, Gosh, it has like yeah. the same look and feel to it every single time, at least with the Netflix shows, especially when Daredevil hit. Damn, when Daredevil hit the first time, everyone was like, Whoa, because they there was nothing dark like it at the gritty.
1: time. Yeah, yeah, nothing was that dark and gritty besides Batman, but this was Marvel, so different storyline. Yep, but just nothing was like that at the time, and it worked well.
0: Yeah and uh yeah just everything hit home hard while there was some uh jokes in it it was mostly serious but the characters were more realistic F- somehow i don't know how they do this somehow those daredevil episodes had much more packed into them than these disney shows and they're roughly the same length of time i don't know how they pull it off it's it outstands me
1: well, like, part of it's down to writing part of it's sound because like you got to imagine how much they have to spend on actors Disney and Marvel, they all spend a bunch more on actors than I'm sure Netflix yeah. did. Yeah. So you gotta use their time. You gotta show that big actor that you spent a crap load of money. You gotta show their face constantly. Definitely. Where Daredevil, that didn't quite spend as much money on their actors, puts a bit more time into every character. So we saw Wilson Fisk mm. do scenes with just Wilson Fisk, and we saw him do, I don't know, almost 10 minute long scene at points. Yeah. So gave you some background, showed you who the character was because he's a very important character. When you come to these shows, it primarily focuses on the one main character, and sometimes you'll learn a bit about the baddie, but they won't get nearly as much screen time, and you won't learn nearly as much about them as, like, Netflix's did.
0: That's a very fair point. No, that's I didn't really think about that, but that's true. The Netflix Daredevil show, you learn about the pastor, or about his mother, the nun. You get a lot of scenes with Foggy Nelson or Karen Page in these shows, and it makes sense... You're paying these high-profile actors who come from movie backgrounds. They don't come from Generally, TV yeah. backgrounds. They come from movie backgrounds. They're expensive. They're good actors. They come on to these shows and naturally you got to pay them to be there. And also they're drawn out more as these are six-hour movies. They're not 10, 13-episode TV series. Yeah. Um, so you're extending one storyline over time rather than doing – a story that's going over time with a bunch of mini stories throughout it. Um, which is one thing, but you know, we still have three more episodes to go, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's get into our last segments of the week. We'll have a quick discussion point on a couple topics I wanted to talk about, and then we'll jump into our final segment at the movies, our movie recommendations. Uh, so Travis, did you watch the Batman deleted scene?
1: I did see that.
0: So, uh, deleted scene featuring joker um it was apparently cut because a lot of the information joker gives batman in the scene batman learns in other ways by interrogating riddler or other people throughout so they thought that it was just kind of you know wasted time in a already three hour long movie but uh outside of that as its own thing what did you think about the scene
1: i mean so could they have just cut those scenes where batman learns on his own and just mm. added this scene Yeah, I would think I would have enjoyed that more. And you would think that
0: having a, you know, Joker in it would, you know, people would get excited about that and, you know, add a little bit more to this world of like, it's kind of interesting this world that Batman already exists in it and other villains already exist in it. And we just, we already know about these characters, so we don't need their like background story.
1: Yeah. And like at that point, he's already caught the Joker at the very least once and put him in Arkham Asylum. Because we see that by the end of the actual movie. We see the Joker, or a shadow of the Joker, talking to Riddler. Yep. So we know he's already at least caught him once, but then, like, the scene, that particular scene, the deleted scene, it shows them actually having a conversation, and Batman actually, like, bouncing off, ideas off joker kind of as if they're old friends or old acquaintances that just understand each other mm. which is how they've always been portrayed in the comics like yeah. after they first meet and after batman at the very least first catches joker for the first time before he escapes they just they have an understanding of each other they might not know who each other are at that point they might not know each other's names besides their aliases but they just they understand how each other works at least to some degree oh and i for liked sure. them showing that in this scene
0: yeah i agree it's a you you can argue if it's uh needed or not in the movie but by itself it's a really well shot and well acted scene something i kind of like about is that they purposely do not show the joker's face until like the last shot basically of it they're constantly cutting around him his back his the back of his head uh different angles showing a little bit of him as the scene goes on but not until the very end do you see his face
1: yeah, which, this is a much different Joker than what I've seen, at least so far. Yeah. like, half of his hair looks like it's been r- ripped out or pulled out. Um, His smile's, like, very crooked and very, like, cheaply painted on. Or, yeah. like, put on. So, like, it's a very kind of sinister-looking Joker, which I like.
0: And apparently he yeah. took a lot of inspiration from, like... If you dropped a guy into actual acid, what would it do to his face? So I guess that was a lot of inspiration of making him a more fuckly looking Joker for sure. Also, a many neat...
1: people dip in acid before they found out what they look like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wonder how many people they had to test that out on. Um, apparently there's a neat thing. People notice that when Batman slides from the folder, there's a paperclip. Once Joker slides it back, Paperclip is gone.
1: You think Batman would be smart enough to know not to hand him any sort of metal (laughs) object that he could use to escape, but you know what? I guess, you know, future, uh, whatever, future, uh, storyline, there we go. Yeah,
0: uh, that's something I thought, I was like, you know, Batman should be smarter than that, but you can either say this is year two of Batman, or, um... Or, I, I don't know, maybe that's one of the reasons why they deleted the scene. But uh, it's an interesting little tidbit, and it would give them a good reason for him to break out in the future if they want to use him in a movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that's... Well, I mean, it's kind of implied that he's going to break out, because when he was talking to the Riddler, he's like, let's become friends and let's destroy Gotham together, in a way. Yeah. So, they're kind of already implying that either... The team up is going to be one of the next few villains of Batman, this particular Batman, or at least it's going to be a team up possibly in the future.
0: Another reason why I like this scene is that it reminds me a lot of Silence of the Lambs in that there is a major villain of the Riddler and in Silence of the Lambs it was Buffalo Bill, but it's the main character, the Jodie Foster character or Batman in this case going to a known serial killer, a known psycho who's already locked up. In interrogating them to try get info from them, serial killer to serial killer, trying to get some information out of them to try to catch the main person they're going after, which is, I thought was a cool idea.
1: I mean, it's a whole thing. Like, who would know the actions of a person better than the per- but, uh, someone so close or someone who has the same personality in a way? Yeah. So, like, a crazy person. Who would know what a crazy person is going to do next better than a crazy person? a serial killer who would know best what a serial killer is going to do next or who they're going to kill next than an actual serial serial killer. God, I wish I could talk. <laughs> it's that whole concept, which is interesting, but also at the same time, it's kind of a two-edged sword because even though they probably know what they're going to do next, the Joker would probably know what the Riddler, his next move would be. He also probably wouldn't give that information to Batman because he wants to see it. So he might lead Batman down like a false road, like tell him something that Batman would believe, but wouldn't actually lead him to finding the Riddler.
0: True. So do you think yep. that this was a scene that definitely should have been in the final cut somehow or no?
1: Oh, easily. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd much rather seen this than the extra, whatever it was, half an hour that Batman took to do all the same work on his own.
0: Mm, that's fair. Uh, yeah, definitely should have been in the movie. Uh, cool scene. Um, maybe they didn't want to overshadow the Riddler. Maybe. Um but yeah, overall it overall it's a good scene. But I am happy they actually released the scene in full quality and everything for everyone to check out and um check out for themselves and decide if they think it should have been in or not. Um all right. Uh next subject. So we were roasted uh Bruce Willis a couple of weeks ago in our Real News to Fake News that the Razzie Awards gave him his own category for worst Bruce Willis performance in a 2021 movie with it was like six or eight different direct to uh streaming service, direct to DVD uh, action movies that no one's heard of where he collected his million dollar paycheck. They feature him on the poster, even if he's in the movie for only a quarter of the movie, and then he bounced. So they gave him his own category and uh, people are making fun of that. Uh, apparently recently though, uh, he it was announced by his daughter that he is retiring from acting as he's been diagnosed with I cannot pronounce words a language disorder caused by brain damage that affects a person's ability to communicate and apparently it's been coming out that other people in the entertainment industry have been suspecting of something for years but it's just never really came out so effective immediately he's retiring even though he does have some other movies that are going to be trickling out probably other bad straight to DVD movies. Um, and the Razzie Awards did resend his award, taking it away as they thought that it wasn't, knowing that information, they wouldn't have done that because it's kind of an attack on someone's mental illness, sort of. But they did bring up the point that, in their opinion, the award could also go to his uh, his agent team of putting him in a shit ton of movies that are kind of garbage for the paycheck, some people think, hey, the man is trying to just earn enough uh, money before he retires. Good on him. Some people are like, eh, his team is probably kind of an asshole and kind of pushed him to do a shit ton of roles before he retired so they can get their cut of it. So what's your opinion on all of this, Travis?
1: I mean, yeah, you could go both ways. You could just be like, I mean, some people just, from what I've seen at least, they have a hard time giving up something. So it could be he just wanted to do these movies in his own right. He could have asked to do these movies simply because he wanted his face in these movies before he's no longer going to be in the spotlight, before no one's going to really... I mean, people are going to remember him for his original movies, but for nothing recent. Mm. I mean, the most recent thing I can remember him would be Expendables.
0: Yeah. But would you also think that if he had such a dedication to the craft, that he would also maybe go all right, I'm not going to do five movies this year. Let's try to find a really good script. Even if I'm like a side role in a renowned director's movie, let me try to get in that movie so that I can go out and have like one movie that most audiences will have seen. And hopefully people will go, that was a damn good movie. And he did a good performance in that movie.
1: So it's at that point in time when it's like either superhero movies or horror movies, which I guess he could be fine in a horror movie, but those are the only two real movies that his he the one he fits in because he's very much an action actor. Yeah. He's always done a lot of action movies. Um and the as far as actual action movies, those are the only ones that people are like big budget that people are spending money on right now. Mm. Fair enough. Like um like that in like the the independent, like the really good independent films but he probably wouldn't be in any of those cuz a lot of them are drama based or whatever. Yeah. So, so I could see him just to to I could see it many ways. Either he's in it for the money and he just wants enough money to retire comfortably. Because, you know, people who own $50 million houses need $50 million in their bank account. Or I could see it where his agents or maybe his family or something pushed him to do it so he'd have plenty of money for retirement or so that they could have money for when he is done acting. Or I could, as as I said, the way I could also see it is he just wanted to leave a mark on the world for, for his last... He had a set number of movies in mind that he wanted to do before he retired, and this is him meeting that goal. Even though they're complete crap and maybe most people won't watch them, he's met his goal. He met his quota for how many movies he wanted to do before he retired.
0: Yeah, that definitely could be for sure. Um, it's kind of putting us both on the spotlight. But any uh, favorite Bruce uh, Bruce Willis roles or movies that come to mind? Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, obviously, Die Hard is the famous one, and something I've been watching like every other year or once a year recently near Christmas is is a classic. It's goes beyond just a good action movie. It also has an incredible script and reading screenplay books. It's suspenseful, yeah. It's uh, very well-written, acted, and terrific action. A product of the 80s and 90s and just great stuff. Other roles, I would say, uh, probably the last really good movie he did, that was in the 2000s, was a movie called Looper. Um,
1: Ooh, that was good. Yeah. But, again, he was almost barely in that in comparison.
0: Yeah, he's kind of side role. Him and Joseph gordon levitt Joseph gordon levitt plays a younger version of him. But it's probably like one of the last like good movies that he was in. Um and yeah, he's not in a ton. He's not in it a ton, but pulp fiction he's good in. Uh he has a good role in that movie. And uh yeah, I guess those are the ones that come to my mind.
1: Uh Armageddon's gonna be my absolute Ooh, favorite for him. Yes. Armageddon's. Uh, good. I know. I I just like the way the way he like the way he acted in that one seemed to be his prime. Like between that and Die Hard, that was like his yep. prime.
0: Because he has that me. like Bruce Willis like swagger to him in that movie, like that cocky, like I'm. I just know I'm better than you. I'm more charismatic than you, and I'm just a hardworking American. It's just I'm here to do my job.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go blow some stuff up, and you're not gonna stop me. Exactly. And I don't know. I just I, to me that was damn near absolute perfection as far as Bruce Willis goes.
0: For sure, that's um, definitely a good. Bruce Willis like role for sure. That back yeah. when you could see like the care and like the passion,
1: and also as you said, cockiness to where he just knew he was good at that point.
0: Another one that comes to my head is a movie called Unbreakable. He's very good in.
1: Uh, the superhero one. Yep, that one. Okay, that it was a very low budget movie, but it was it was good, and that was one of his better recent performances.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, But, yeah, kind of sad to hear about uh, what happened to him. Hopefully, he's a good retirement. Recently, I posted a picture of him off, like, in the woods with, like, a a plaid, like, coat on. Looks like he's about to go on a hunt, hang out with his wife, and uh, he has a smile on his face. He looks like he's doing good, so, you know other people aren't as privileged as him to have such a good retirement Uh, sad about his uh, brain disorder and hopefully he gets I don't know if he can get well soon but hopefully he has the best retirement possible yeah Um,
1: more power to him
0: for sure and good on him for power and fruities last couple years and earning himself some good paychecks towards the end, for sure. Um, all right, let's talk about this briefly, but, uh, Trash, your opinion on the Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock slap, slapped him during the Oscars. People were like, what the fuck is going on? They were like, is this a bit? It turned out it wasn't a bit, and uh, for Chris Rock making fun of his wife's hair um, and – People were like, what? And then later on, it was kind of awkward. He won, good on Will Smith. He won the Oscar for Best Actor that night. Um, and later on, the Academy did eventually, took like a week, but they did rule that they decided to ban him from the Oscars for 10 years so he can't intend or win any awards or anything like that. So, I don't know, just your general thoughts about something that's been already talked to death plenty.
1: Uh, I had no idea what had happened. I, I'd seen pictures, like the memes and stuff online. I didn't know what it, the reason was. I didn't honestly oh. care. I still don't. Huh. It was... uh, Yeah,
0: so... Yeah. You know the context. Yeah, you,
1: yeah, now that you've said that, it makes sense. Um, It's just... It's a whole thing. Like, I think Chris Rock probably deserved because he probably went too far as Chris Rock does. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Uh, but would you also say that... It's kind of like there's, like, you know, 50-50. People are like, that's messed up. And some people are like, good on him for defend his wife. We need more men like that. But on the other hand, I can see a lot of comedians' points. It's like, that's horrible that that happened because now they're going to be scared to go into, not the Oscars, the most well-secured place for an award show ever. If they go to some bar or some small comedy event, how about if they roast someone and someone just comes up and decides to hit them because apparently you can get away with that sort of, like, I don't know if I feel like there should be more uh, repercussions happening.
1: I mean, yeah, no, he should definitely have to do some sort of apology to Chris rock. Don't get me wrong about that. But Mm. at the same time, like sometimes that just happens. Like if you go to a bar and you were to make fun of somebody's wife, you'd probably get slapped for it for sure. But not during the Oscars, not
0: during an award show.
1: I mean, probably not, but, you mentioned bar. You were the one who brought up bar, so I just figure like if you're going to, there's always a chance because drunk people do stupid things. Yeah, that's fair. And it's always possible. Will Smith was just drunk. You got to remember, he is human.
0: Mm.
1: He has human actions. I know he's portrayed as like a god or whatever. Yeah, because he's 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 uh what is that called? Famous. There we go. But like at the same time, like people do weird things out of emotion. And it's not always reasonable and it's not always right, but it just happens.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So, major slip up, but it happens to people.
1: Yeah, and I'll be, yeah, as I said, he should have some sort of big apology or something to do, some sort of way to ask forgiveness for what he's done if he wants to not be seen as just the straight up villain. Mm. But at the same time, like, it could have been something, some sort of deal where the guy just went too far and he's like, okay, you. You said something terrible about my wife. Maybe it wasn't just something about her hair. Who knows? Um, We might not know the whole story. Yeah. And he got slapped for it.
0: (laughs) No, that's that's definitely a fair point that, uh, you know, some things happen and uh, maybe push a button, maybe did the wrong thing. But, you know, everyone's human and especially Will Smith. Uh, Apparently he looked uh, pretty emotional after that. So I guess you'd call a mental breakdown or, or if anything, a big whoopsie moment.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fair. And
1: I don't know if I'd call it a whoopsie, but, but yeah, emotional breakdown possibly. And I've seen it. Like I've seen it many times. I think you've slapped me before, just because you got a little bit angry at me for something I did.
0: <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Yeah, maybe once or twice. Yeah.
1: So I mean, it's just humans are weird creatures, and we're not perfect.
0: Mm. Huh. That's a very. uh a uh, very human answer to that. That's that's very interesting. I, I like that response. That's a good answer.
1: So, so th- no, this this is going off something I saw online ago. Uh, it was basically on Twitter. Um, some, not really celebrity, but some r- somewhat famous person that I follow on Twitter. Mm. They said some things, or basically they said them well drunk or something. And it wasn't, it was nothing terrible. It was nothing like racist or anything like that. It was just, they were basically being human. But because they were somewhat famous, um, I think they were like an artist or something on Twitter, all their followers got really mad at them for saying this something well drunk, not realizing that they're human and they're drunk and people well drunk just say stupid things. I've done it many times. I've even done it on the show probably. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And uh, that person, it it
0: got more uh, people talking about just because they're more well known.
1: Yeah, they got a bunch of hate mail or hate email or whatever uh, messages over over Twitter or whatever, simply for saying this. Basically, people like criticizing them, being cruel to them, not mm. realizing that they're human and they probably just made a mistake or they just said something that was on their mind. Well, they were intoxicated. Yeah. Huh. No, um, that's true. Just sometimes I, just, I, I felt really bad for the person, and I just I hate it when people do that. So mm. I. I As I said, I do think there should be some sort of apology, but also at the same time, Will Smith is not perfect. Yeah,
0: and no one is.
1: No, no one is. Yep,
0: fair enough. Okay, let's get into our final segment of the week of this episode, which is at the movies. Uh, four recommendations of movies or shows we've been watching recently that are pretty good. I'll start first. Um, I don't think I talked about this last time, uh, but the movie that I tried to get you to watch, unfortunately, left theaters too early. But it's a movie called X, just the letter X. Uh, fantastic. Fucking great. Uh, one of the best horror movies I've seen recently, especially for a horror slasher film. Um, it takes place, I believe, in Texas. It's a group of uh, inspiring porn actors and a director and producer, a cinematographer. They go out, they rent a little shack out in Texas at this like farmhouse and they shoot a porno for what is going to be like their porno masterpiece. Something that is going to add like a new wave of like uh, cinematography and acting and storytelling to the porn genre and make them a shit ton of money. And uh, the characters are all very interesting. Uh, they're not just slabs of wood. Often slasher films have very stereotypical protagonists, and they're not very interesting. These ones are all written and performed very well. And uh, there is a twist involving the people that own the farm, uh, and there's also a crocodile lives in a lake, so you might expect one certain kind of death scene in the movie. But overall, it's, without going into it too much, it's just shot incredibly for a slasher film, and it's written well, it's performed well, it's edited very well, and is by far one of the best movies I've seen this year, and definitely one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time that came out within the last couple of years.
1: Okay, no, it sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah, and I think Thanks. hopefully soon it's going to come on DVD, so hopefully I'll be able to pick it up soon
1: and then we'll actually be able to review it even yeah. though a bit late.
0: Yeah. Uh trust, what's your first thing you want to talk about?
1: Oh, so I watched Pig. and It was good. It's a uh, one of Nicolas Cage's more recent films and basically it's him as he's a a retired chef living kind of in the woodlands and he owns a truffle pig basically uh, like a truffle dog uh, animal that goes out and finds truffles that, like the, the truffles that grow naturally in the forest. And he loses this pig. So uh, to unforeseen circumstances. And this is basically a movie that follows his mission to refine his pig as mm-hmm. he has emotional status. He's It's like a dog. He's been living with this creature for a while. It's like a faithful companion and he wants to find it and reclaim it. And so this is the story about that, and it's a more serious Nick Cage role, but he performs it very well, and I really like it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it shows you that, you know, you know. sometimes, sometimes people make fun of him for some of the movies he chooses to do, and sometimes he overacts, sometimes he's kind of, does typical Cage freakouts that people love, which is cool, but you know, the man, when he's given the right material, he can perform it.
1: Yeah, I mean, because part of it, Uh, So what we've seen, like Willy's Wonderland and this, these are more much serious roles and no, like, big cage freakouts. And he performed them very well. But I think a lot of the times, like, once people found out about, like, the big, how he can overact, that's why he got hired for certain roles, because he could do that. Yeah. So, like, even though they might not have been the best role for him, because he could do these big big freakout moments, he was just simply hired to do that. But when he wants to act serious, some of his original movies that I can remember, uh, one about a prison, I can't remember the name of it, um, and some of the more recent ones, Willy's Wonderland, this one, he just acts, and he does a good job acting.
0: Hmm. Do you think, uh, welcome into spoilers, do you think the end of the movie is too sad?
1: And uh... I, I, I kind of saw it coming, which mm-hmm. was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is pretty sad. But at the same time, it's also... Like, it's definitely memorable. Like, you'll never forget this. I don't think I will. Yep. So, like, respect to it, even though I kind of cried a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, we're not getting into spoilers, but it's uh, so a good way to intrigue you in the middle, uh, beginning of the movie, and his journey throughout the middle of the movie, even the end, has a, I would say, satisfying, though very sad ending.
1: Yeah, no, it it didn't, it didn't leave you wanting anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, so Pig and you watch that on what, Hulu? Uh
1: watched on Hulu, but I believe it's also on HBO, maybe. I don't know. I've seen a bunch of HBO movies on Hulu, so I can't remember which one I saw it on.
0: Yeah, all the there's so much stuff out right now, it kinda like all blends together.
1: Yeah, so one of the two, HBO or Hulu, one of the two, it's on there. Yeah. And really good. Check it out.
0: So uh, my final recommendation of the week is Turnin' Red, which is the movie that went straight to Disney. Uh- uh, the Pixar movie. that was movie. actually good. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, I can see why the people who worked on it would be upset because they made this... It's a Pixar movie. It's not just a Disney movie. It's a Pixar movie. And Pixar movies go to theaters almost every time. Uh, this one, Disney just dumped on Disney+. Plus. I guess it was too soon to the release of Encanto. Uh, so the people who worked on this movie were kind of upset that they put all the work into it and it got put on Disney+. But o- overall, very good movie. And... Um, uh, people probably have already seen trailers and whatnot for it, but it's about the little girl that when uh, things get too stressed for her, she kind of freaks out and she turns into a giant red panda. Um and Travis and I talked about this over Messenger, but has a lot of themes to Encanto, both of which focuses on a young girl who has some kind of issue with her grandmother or mother. There's a lot of mother issue, mother-daughter issues going on, and there's some kind of magical aspect to it. So it's kind of interesting that movies are they're very different. One is a musical and one is not. Um but they have very, very close themes to it. Um, trust both movies are good, but would you say one, in your opinion, was better than the other?
1: I will say one was better, but for not for like obvious reasons.
0: Hmm. Um
1: this- i I preferred Encanto. Yes, that's fair. Um, but no, like to say this is like uh, Turning Red, still a great movie. Anybody who wants to watch it, I highly, just like Austin, highly recommend it. But it was just certain aspects of Encanto I liked a little bit more.
0: Sure. So I would also say Encanto is a little bit better, uh, but both movies are fantastic. Um, Turn in Red is – it gives much more of the comedy aspect that Encanto doesn't really have Uh the characters, uh, even though most of them are like 13-year-old girls. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of very funny moments between all of them. And you can definitely feel for the main character. She's put through this stressful situation that often her mother puts her through. And yeah, very good movie. Um I would also say I like Encanto a little bit more because Encanto has, it's more rewatchable just because all the songs, it also, it doesn't really have a standard Plot There's not really a main antagonist to it. So because it has not a standard story structure, it's a little easier to go back on. I think plot-wise, Turn Red has way more of a detailed plot, a better written plot also. But also has kind of a standard uh, setup, middle, and uh, twists and turns that a standard uh, written story structure would have. So I think it will be easier to rewatch in Kando just for that reason. Uh, but yeah, overall, both great movies. Uh, Travis,
1: what's your final recommendation of the week? This one was on Hulu. Is going to be Small Engine Repair. Okay. Uh, it's a movie. Actually, one of the actors in it is the guy from the main star of Punisher, the Netflix Punisher show. Oh, nice. Yeah. I can't remember his name. John Barrenfall. Uh, it, it, He's not the main character in this one. Don't can't remember the name, uh, the main character. I, I don't even know who, who the actor is. Mm. But uh, basically, follows this guy. He's a small engine repair shop owner. I uh, believe it takes place in New Hampshire, actually. Huh. Um, and uh, so the whole story is about him. He's uh, or he, originally in life, he is an alcoholic. Uh, him and his ex wife got into fights a lot, and broke up because of that. They had a daughter together. So he takes care of his daughter. He's a single dad taking care of his daughter and she, originally in the movie she's very young and they kind of show her life growing up. Then it goes like cuts into her being a teenager getting ready for I think going off to college. And basically it follows him as he's reconnecting with some friends his childhood friends that he kind of had a falling out with. Uh, mainly due to the fact that he wanted to change his life, so he always got into fights like bar fights and stuff and wound up in jail because of it a few times, mm. which he didn't want to have happen because he was taking care of his daughter. And you know, kind of hard to take care of a daughter when you're in jail, yeah. Um, so he wanted to distance himself from his ex wife, from his his childhood friends that were kind of like bad influences on him. And it shows him, after his daughter's more grown up and ready to go to college, it shows him kind of reconnecting with his friends and trying to, like, uh, mend, mend, his, uh, mend their friendship, I guess. All well, still not fully wanting to, like, go back into the lifestyle of going and getting into bar fights and getting arrested every night. And at the same time he's doing that, it also goes into a story of how um basically his daughter was I don't even know if it's really manipulated but basically something terrible happens to his daughter and part of this thing of reconnecting with his friends is he wants their help to solve the problem of what happened to his daughter it's very slow i will say like starting out i almost had a hard time getting into it mm. but by the end it is a very big payoff and a very big kind of reward at the end of it
0: and john Baronfall, which character is he playing
1: he's one of the two best friends the childhood friends that had a falling out and then are getting back together
0: i see that makes sense okay and is this uh is it kind of like a drama because i was just looking at the poster it has like a guy with a gun on it so is it like a drama action
1: movie or mostly just a drama or what is it i guess it's a kind of it's not really action. There's no like serious action, and it. it's kind of almost drama horror. Huh. Interesting. Because there, basically, there's a there's a plotted murder in this. Oh, but, interesting. Uh, I guess no one ever officially dies in it. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense.
0: Huh. Okay, so small engine repair, and that one was also found on Hulu. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. All right, yeah. So, four recommendations, all of which, uh, great movies. So, uh, it's been a little bit since we recorded, so we've been watching some good stuff recently. Uh, by time next time we come back to this, it might be by time. Uh, we might be able to do a review of uh, Moon Knight season one after episode six lands, or maybe we'll review something else at that point. Uh, we might be seeing Sonic two this weekend. I'm not sure how much I'm going to go out of my way to do a Sonic 2 review, but who knows? It could uh, surprise us.
1: Mm, it does look more promising than the first one did.
0: I was about to say, it definitely looks more fun. It looks like there's more of Sonic. There's more running. There's uh tails is in it. Uh, Knuckles is in it. Uh, Jim Carrey's going out with a full Robotnik look. So I think they're going more into like the video games and stuff rather than the first one, which is just like, a road trip between Sonic and just some dude.
1: Some random cop dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The first one I thought, like everyone was like, Oh, it's so good. I was like, eh, it's kind of like formulaic and like, I don't know.
1: It could have been better. It could have been better, but I think as far as trying to intertwine, I guess our world with the world of Sonic, I don't think it did a terrible job of that.
0: No, that's fair. That's definitely fair. I think,
1: I think they could have easily just gone with like the world of Sonic and maybe dumped a few humans in it if necessary, mm. and would have been a much better movie.
0: That's also true, yeah. Uh so until then, we have a couple different um beer and pretzel episodes that will be coming out. Uh, we haven't had any episodes that have been out recently for the last two weeks or so. I apologize for that. COVID. Uh mostly COVID related. Um, you. Yeah, for me generally. Uh, But we're back to recording as of this week. So I already have this episode out by the time you listen to this episode by having an interview with Ben, who is the creator of Manishtima, which is a role-playing game based on Jewish Passover. We're going to be playing that game with him – This Monday, so that episode is going to first come out on this Friday. And then Travis and I are going to be playing the game Partners soon. I'm also going to be playing a solo role-playing game based on Italian Giallo films. And at some point soon, we're going to be returning to the world of Tales from the Loop to continue that journey. And also, the new uh, big Kickstarter game is finally out. And I read through it, and it's great, of Cyborg the cyberpunk future using um, the Mork Borg rules and that game looks super fun. So we might play that in the future, but yeah, for trash talk, check back next time. We might do Sonic. We might do moon Knight, but we'll be back within two or three weeks. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening and we will hear from you next time on trash talk podcast.
1: Have a good one.